<laughs> you know, I actually, I, it was going to sound creepy. I fall asleep to your voice. Oh, do you? I do. I think a few people do these days, yeah. I put it on, I'm just like, I've got the AirPods now, so I'm just like, I don't have to worry about cords choking me tonight. <laughs> Thanks, man. <laughs> well, definitely on that note, um, let's jump right in. Yeah, okay. And uh, welcome to the Pagey Train. Uh, today we have with us in the studio, uh, James Pinata, um, um, Mr. Atomic Kingdom, as I call you. Welcome thank to the show. You, thank you. <laughs> I'm, I'm very proud of the name. Yeah, you like that? Yeah, I like it. I'm proud of it. Yeah, man, I think you're doing um, a fabulous job. Um, Thank you very much. Uh, like we met on when you were releasing or no, pr- pr- in production. Yeah, like of uh, season one. Season one, yeah. yeah. Like years ago now. I was like, I was sitting there, I'm counting the years. I'm like, I've been doing it for like almost ten years, like eight years now. I'm like, we've only mm. done two seasons. I mean, obviously stuff in between, but you know, it's my baby. That's what I'm proud of. So. Man, it's a lot of work. It is. Yeah. But like I wouldn't be doing it if I didn't love it. So. Yeah, um, but um, so tell us about the the, uh, the the troughs and triumphs of uh, your latest production. So, okay, <laughs> we have completely reformatted. Yeah, the first season was like ten episodes, hour long episodes. Mm-hmm. It was ridiculous. It killed me. Um, this season, it's like seven episodes, thirty minute episodes each, mm-hmm. and there's only a handful of those characters. So we've sort of really elaborated on the stories with a lot of the characters in that. Yeah. Um, it's all about forgiveness. It's about, I mean, a lot of it's taken from a lot of personal stuff that I've gone through. And I always, I take like all these personal grounded stories and then I make it into this fantastic scenario. Mm-hmm. Um, so this season is very much that, um, we've got a few characters that, uh, didn't really get too much, um, I guess, story time in the first season. And I kind of really, I regretted that cause I love those ones. And you so. get to explore it a bit exactly. more. Exactly. And that's, that's Phoenix and Ara. Um, mm-hmm. and Mark comes back, mm-hmm. which is I really liked his character, but again, you don't really have too much of a... I mean, in a fantastic world, there's, like, only a few humans yeah. in, in the story. So, like, I really wanted to bring, some, like, a human element to it. Mm-hmm. Um, and he really brings that. And, yeah, it's, it's, it's really cool this season. I'm really, really proud of it. Well, what's the full premise of um, uh, Atomic Kingdom? Like, what's, what's, the, what's the universe about? So, uh, it's set after World War Three. So, mm. that's just the backstory. A lot of people think that that's the story. That's mm. not the story. That's just the setting of how everything is going right now. So, so it's after World War Three. So, III. it's after World War Three. Mm-hmm. Um, during one of the attacks... Basically, Australia's been left as 20 separate islands. Um, there was a specific bomb that, that was a big to, bang. It was a big bang. So <laughs> it's a special kind of bomb that went off under the ground. And some of the heroes from the first season, which... Like a tectonic weapon. Yeah. And it That's was, super it was cool, dude. It was built to actually destroy from the ground up. So mm. it actually destroyed some of the country. A lot of, thing, a lot of countries were lost. Mm-hmm. But we were split into 20 different islands and a lot of devastation. And it set much time after that. So we come to when people have sort of rebuilt societies. Um, they've sort of tried to hold on and retain as much of Australia as possible. Mm-hmm. Obviously couldn't. There's 20 islands. It's not just a few territories now and, and so uh, and states. So basically the government weren't able to hold on to it. And so now we've got all these mini tiny uh, sort of mayor-run kingdoms. Yeah, so like a, um, like an Old West sort yeah, of like um, county. Exactly. And that's what I wanted to do. I want to do like Old West. I want to do like... Um, uh, you know, just an old school kind of like, um, kind of like Game of Thrones. Mm. Game of Thrones does it, did it very beautifully. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I just wanted to bring it back to that whole, what happens if society is completely destroyed? What do we actually do? And mm. I, if, this is from my perspective of what I think would happen. I think we would try to retain as much of what we used to have as possible, but it would be proven to be just impossible mm. to really do that, especially when we're separated by, uh, well, I explain it in the show about an hour's boat ride to mm. each island. 
So yeah, okay. Yeah. So um, yeah, okay. Well, that, that answers my next question: is like, how far are these islands apart, and how do you, oh, yeah. how, do, hour, how do people get about? Boat, right. I mean, you can probably get there in thirty minutes if you have got like a jet, jet yeah. boat or something. Like, probably cut the time down. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, no, it's it's an hours, and there's um a few islands which we focus on this series, because uh, the first series we only did like we only explored two of the islands, and I'm like, mm-hmm. well, there's twenty of them. Mm-hmm. So this time, I do love my horror films. Mm-hmm. I come from a horror background, so there are like. Uh, three or four islands that (laughs) Um, but yeah there's like uh, three islands that are restricted no one can go there Mm -hmm. it is they're called the Redlands and basically there are a whole bunch of uh, mutated people who have not uh, adjusted well to the new world and they are uh, the inhabitants of those islands so uh, our characters in this season find themselves in a predicament where they are forced to go there they Mm -hmm. need to go there to you know, further their personal storylines, mm-hmm. um, which I'm, I'm excited to show people what I've done. Yeah. So, I mean, people are probably, like, in the teaser we showed, I, I, you know, we show a, a tiny snippet of a dragon, mm-hmm. which I was happy with. It looks well, it looks like a dragon. I call it a dragon, but it's uh, it's human. <laughs> <laughs> I leave it there. Yeah, yeah, no, don't give, don't want to give out too many yeah. spoilers. Um, but, uh, well, compared to the, because there's a lot of special effects in what you do. Yeah. Yeah, so th- there's a lot. It's yeah. right, what, what's it? Um, what's the difference between your first season of cutting your teeth to this season? This season, I've toned it down a bit. So mm-hmm. the first season, I didn't really. I mean, I take everything as an opportunity to learn. So I didn't. I went into the first season not knowing too much about special effects. Mm-hmm. I did a lot of green screen stuff when I did my fan film, the Sailor Moon fan film I did years mm-hmm. ago, mm-hmm. Um, and sort of learnt, you know trials and tribulations there uh-huh. um but no this this uh the first season was very much me trying to do kind of like a supernatural action film mm-hmm. um and i didn't know how to do a lot of the stuff myself i was learning on the go this time i've turned it down a bit but i also have a lot of knowledge on how to do things mm-hmm. not just like um special effects wise but how to actually when you're shooting it like uh coordinating the effects and shooting it for specifically the effects so mm. a lot of the times i'd have um one of the one of the actresses jess um she has an ability to see ghosts mm-hmm. and see into the other worlds um and so a lot of the times i would explain to her okay so when you're looking here there is going to be a red energy that flows out of your eyes mm-hmm. there's gonna your skin is gonna go a little bit pale um and then when you look when you're looking at everything it's going to have this red hue about mm-hmm. it and then when you touch things, it's going to go a little bit, you know, red. So she knew how to work with things. And because her character's discovering this, uh, her, I mean, she could see into the other worlds in the first season. This time, it's in, it's heightened. So mm-hmm. it was very much a first time for her as well. So it's good to direct her and tell her, look, this is how it's going to look. So she could, you know, appropriately mm-hmm. react to everything, which is good. But, um, you know, just shooting it this season was much easier. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 15 days. Oh, wow. 15 days over three months because everyone had lives. We all had jobs. So it was like every Saturday. Yeah, that's and how it always goes yeah. with us guys. Yeah, you're always working weekends guy. and nights. Yeah, exactly. So Sundays was just off limits because mm. that's like you know, family, rest, whatever. Um, mm. And because we had like a small cast, but it was enough to actually have one person on a rotation every few weeks. So everyone would get like two or three weeks off in between. Yeah, so a, a bit of um, scheduling in there. So scheduling is a bit of a king there, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, that was my job for like two and a half years. So. Oh, being a scheduler? Yes, I was a scheduler mm-hmm. um, for IT people, though. Oh, yeah. I, um, yeah. No, I've done scheduling on all, all kinds of weird media things, actually, from television stations to networks. Well, yeah, you worked at a TV station, so... Yeah, yeah. I also did... Um, uh, I was a pres op for a while there as well, which is someone that coordinates um, TV signals. Okay. Well, not signals, but content. Let's talk about that. How was that? Oh, uh, I don't know if I want to go too much into that, James. Um, uh, but I, I will say this. I will say That's this, though. That's not an easy job. 
No, it's not. No. I, 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 well, a big shout out to Media Hub, actually. Um, they're a Western Sydney company yeah. uh, that manages all of the uh, TV signals for regional TV, like Channel 9, Channel 10, Channel uh, 7, ABC. They do, they do everyone. Um, so, yeah, it, it, I used to operate Channel 10. So I used to control about 200 channels because Channel 10 is not just Channel 10. Like right. yeah, because you've got well, you, well, you've got like um, cities Channel Ten, right? So you've got the CBD because they'll have a, a tower in the middle of the city. Yeah, it's like a sprinkler and it goes out to the city. Yeah, but then you've got regional TV, so that needs to be routed through different towers, right? And the commercial content because they sell commercial space isn't the same. Commercial content's not viable in Darwin as it is in Sydney. Uh, so when their ad uh, breaks are on, they have to have um, commercial content that's viable for, that, for the region. Yeah. Okay. So that's what's recognised as a market. Oh, hence like win and all those. Yeah, that is. Around. That's exactly oh, it. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So um, uh, there's there's a whole bunch of them up up north. They call it Impala. Um, there's all these different companies that do it. Yeah. Um, but essentially, um, Media Hub are the um, guys that coordinate all that. So there's a lot of. Well, say like I, I knew it runs twenty four hours a, a day, seven days a week. Yeah. Yeah, I, I knew there was a reason. I just never really thought too much into it. But you know, it completely makes sense that that's why they're there. Yeah, Channel <laughs> Ten's like two hundred channels. Yeah. Like across Australia, if you I mean, if you count all the markets and, and you wouldn't be like you know promoting something that's in Sydney that's in bloody Coffs Harbour. That's right. Still New South Wales. Well, you have you have um, uh, regional um, content and then you have national content. So national content usually is of a CSA or community service yeah, announcement yeah. nature. Um, but uh, yeah, and some you'd have federal ads. Um, but uh, other than that, it's all regional yeah. content. I remember when I was doing um, working for Seven, there would be like times where I'd have to review TV commercials promoting Channel 7 News and then they would have Channel 7 News for Melbourne and I'd sometimes get those ones as well to watch mm. and I'm like, that's that's not the guy. That's not the guy from here. Yeah, they're all different. I'm like, who are you? Well, that's the other thing the Media Hub does. It coordinates the news, yeah. regional news as well because this is all regional content but it's all going out the same pipeline. Yeah. So it has to be managed. So it has to be, that content has to be managed. It's like, it's like working in a digital factory. So you have a conveyor belt of content coming up and you need to make sure that it's sorted into the correct... Into the right, yeah. To the right people. Yeah, yeah, going to the right markets, yeah. And the the most important thing they do is to make sure that the content's going to air. So they're monitoring it. So everything that goes to air has been watched before and it's watched again as it goes to air. So it's a cool job. Like you can have... When you're doing a sports event like the cricket or um, State of Origin, you would have a million people at the end of your mouth. For sure. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you're dealing with massive markets. Um, you would have a lot of think, eyes on. I think when I was at seven, that was the stop before that for me. Mm. As in like that was, I was working the group that would look at it and send it to yeah. those people. Yes, yeah, so that's ingesting. Would, that's yeah. ingest. Yeah. So I was, I was doing that. And yeah. So I never really. I've been an ingester as well. Yeah. It's, Great it's, job. It's, it's good. It's a good job. <laughs> you and watch everything. Like, I think at some points, um, they even like allow you, I mean, I don't know how much I'm allowed to say, but yeah, they, they allow some people who do ingest to, uh, cut together some promos, some test, test promos to yeah. show to the main boss. And if they like it, then they might use it and, or they might give you an opportunity to do it like a junior editor. Yeah. It gives you, well, it's like good. It's they, yeah. Stone, oh, definitely. Definitely. It's good that they do that. I, like I've worked with promo producers as well. Mm. And, um, uh, being a promo producer myself, um, uh, you make content. I've, I even do the. I've even done voiceovers for promos that are gone to air, which are great. Yeah. It's a great. It's a great feather to have You've in your cap. You've got a good cap. voice, though. Hmm. You've got a good voice. Oh, thanks, man. I, I have multiple though. I have multiple voices. What voice did you have? <laughs> as as an aspiring voice actor. Um. I. Uh, well, I'm. Uh, I, I, well, the main one I do is um the American Movie Guy. You know, oh, and okay. I do that for Made in the West as well. I so have to hear that now. You know that, right? Yeah, yeah. You know, it's the... <laughs> <laughs> Atomic Kingdom, one man, one desire. 
soundbite taking that. Yeah, yeah. Um, so uh, that's the American guy. But I'm doing a voiceover for a film that I'm working on. Uh, big shout out to Maria Tran, actually. Yes. Um, uh, working on a film with her. And I might be doing one of the voiceovers for that film. Nice. Uh, which is a computer Siri thing. So Nice. Yeah, so I've got to be a so computer Siri. Siri guy. I am computer. You know, so... <laughs> That was good. Yeah, so I do. I do characters. I do some some characters. I like I like voice acting. That's something that I've kind of wanted to do as mm. well. And I, I that is on my CV. I've yeah, done, I've done like one or two things. I was voicing um, oh, what was it called? H two owned. Mm-hmm. It was an indie game. Yeah, like, okay. Like a couple of years ago, I was a voice of like a ten year old little brat that was squirting people with a water gun. Like um, how do I do the voice? Ha, got you. Yeah, like, it was that's really really good. Redi- oh, my voice is really crap right now, but yeah, no, it was it was fun. I like I, I'm really interested in doing that, so I think that might be something I'm going to start pursuing a little bit as well. Yeah, well, for me, it was something that was natural. Like when I was um, in the schoolyard, even in uh, primary school, I would do all of the cartoons off the television. Like I, before my voice broke, I could do Bart Simpson to a T. Okay. And I used to impress kids on the... You know, like on an the, impressionist. Yeah, yeah, but you'd make people laugh and, you know, I was a bit accustomed to a little bit of bullying back in high, um, uh, high school and primary school. But a way I'd get around that, one of my evasion techniques, if you like, is to make people laugh. And uh. you can do that with a voice. Um, like, um, one I do is a chickmunk. And in primary school, when you can make a chickmunk swear, it's funny. Yeah. Um, I don't know, I haven't done my chickmunk in a long time. Yeah, because you know I was looking at you like... You're going to do it. I was like, I was going to do it. I can do it totally do it. Well, I've got it going on. I've got a totally going on, motherfucker. Um, I so, enjoy it. So when you make a chickmunk swear, it'll make people laugh, and then all of a sudden you're not yeah. viable to be punched, you know? No, that's fair. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I, I, I'm sadly, I didn't have... I mean, I was a big kid in school, though. Yeah, I was tiny. I, like, I looked... I had... Um, when I was 14, I had these 20-year-olds ask me to go in the bar and buy them beer, mm. and they shot themselves when I said I was 14. Mm. They are like, you're 14? I'm like, yeah, I am. Yeah, I am. They're like, really? Jesus. Like, <laughs> Yeah, I, no, no. I mean, the minute um, I stayed quiet because the minute I opened my voice, people mm. knew, oh, he's a softie. We can go for him. Yeah. And then I learned how to actually fight. So then people stopped. Yeah, no. When you when you learn how to handle yourself, people yeah. leave you alone. Uh, but oh no, was it? Like, it sounds worse than what I'm making it yeah. sound. Like it happened occasionally. Yeah. Um, but Same when here. it did happen, um, I would. Oh, that was one of the uh, things in the war chest. Yeah. You know? I think, well, when I started high school, in high school. No one was really... I mean, I never really got bullied. There were some really cruel comments that were made. Mm. I had an afro, and it was like... I tried to dye it blonde, and it went bright red. So, I, had, I was this big, like, island kid with a giant red afro. That sounds so really cool, though. I was... I mean, like, yeah. <laughs> I, mean, I, was, I was asking for it. But at the same time, a lot of people were still... This was 2001. Mm. And a lot of people were kind of affected by what was happening in 2001 mm. uh, with 9-11 and everything. So, yeah. there wasn't so much of a... a th- like, it, it was weird how that affected... Yeah, okay. But like it, it was like a ripple effect because everyone was kind of in shock at the time as well. So mm. there was um also was a lot of talk about terrorism and that really became a huge discussion and everyone was being a little bit wary about that as well at the time. So I well, for, really... well, for me, it was uh, my mother used to make my clothes and yeah. um, people used to, because you know, there's no brand names on uh, and you're just wearing uh, clothes that your mother has you made you. I went to school in Campbelltown. Uh, wow. It's high school. Understood. Um, and um, but here's the thing: I figured it out by 15 because she was still making my uniforms and stuff for me. And then I can go, well, can you tweak it a bit? Like, move, you know, move this pocket to there or make the shorts oh, longer. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I got her to make me a really big jacket made out of um, smiley face material. And um, then once I 
you know, it's kind of like that um, uh, Eddie Murphy bit where he's like talking about the burger that your mother used to make you, and you're like, oh, I don't want that. I don't want McDonald's. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. kind of like that when you um, when you're first getting these clothes, you're like, oh, these are d- so dorky. But then I look back at photographs of myself, and I look amazing. Yeah. Um, I look uh, really well put together. I think I, and I think unique. Our mindsets are somewhere completely different to all my kids. Mm, like, yeah, totally. Looking back on that now, I'm just like, what the hell is wrong with you? Just shut up and just take it. It's fine. <laughs> yeah, totally. Don't whinge about McDonald's. You, like, you had a home-cooked meal right there. That's right, like, yeah. Like, I miss those now. I miss the, you know, the mashed potatoes and the, the dodgy little steaks and sausages. Yeah. You know, like, I miss that. Oh, there was some uh, signature uh, meals that we used to have when we were kids. It was like um, uh, curried sausages was a really oh, yeah, big yeah. one. Um, spag bowl. Always working out the spag bowl or the mash. Um, uh, mash and lamb, I think it was. Yeah. Mash and lamb. Yeah, because um, lamb was cheaper than beef, so. Hmm. Yeah, and it was a bit of a rough part of town, so yeah, oh, you, yeah, you could yeah. You, you walk through the neighbourhood, you smell a lot of curry sausages because it's a cheap meal. Ah, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. That's yeah. why I don't know. Maybe that's why I hate onions as well. I don't know. It's, it's all. Well, it's all coming together. With, um, everyone's <laughs> obsessed with chicken. I can't stand chicken. Mm. I, I mean, I love chicken, obviously, but we grew up with boiled chicken because yeah. it was just easy to make. And my dad's an islander, Polynesian growing up. Mm. Um, and then my mum's an Aussie, so it would be like a mixture of like boiled chicken and then like sausages and mashed potatoes. Mm. So that's what I was raised on. So I, I mean, I, I miss those now looking back on it, but because for so many years after in my 20s, I steered clear completely from them because I was like, I don't want to eat those disgusting. Oh, but I, be, I don't know. I came, uh, became such a bland eater. And then I uh, met my wife. Big shout out to Misty on the show tonight, uh, being our um, switcher, switcher and producer. Um, you should look up at some Atomic Kingdom stuff, by the way, when you get a chance. Um, but um, I've got stuff to show yeah, you got stuff to show. Yeah, yeah, we'll get we'll we'll uh, we'll get that lined up for you. Um, but um, yeah, um, what was I talking about? I was talking about food and. Uh, the neighbourhood. Oh, this, this happens when I'm here. Oh yeah, no, uh, no, no, that's right, that's right. Um, uh, so when I met my <laughs> wife, um, uh, they, one of their family traditions is to have sauerkraut, hmm. uh, and um, like I'm not a soup person, and okay. sauerkraut is like soup on roids, and <laughs> pretty much. But now, um, now that I'm accustomed to it, I can't do without it. Okay. Like it's sauerkraut? weird. Yeah, it's like the sauerkraut sort of um, cabbage. Um, soup meal and it's re- and something that you have and it gives you an appetite so okay. it makes you hungry so you have it before Wait, a big meal do you have it with rice? no no just just no, as just, a, the, the just water and, okay. and, and it's cabbage and it's got um, what else has it got in it Miss D? Uh, you're talking about a Christmas soup it's yeah. called kapusnitsa kapusnitsa that's it which is uh, it's, uh, you know sour cabbage it's got smoked pork bit of uh, chilli sausage some dried mushrooms you had me at pork mm, very yeah <laughs> Yeah, basically, um, big shout out to Maria if you're out there listening. Um, it is delicious. Can't do it without it. Miss it all the time. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of Maria, mm. I love her. I've worked oh, Maria her. Tran. Maria. Yeah, okay. I was talking about my mother-in-law. Oh my god! Now I just seem like <laughs> creepy. Please cut that out. I seem so creepy now. No, 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 no. Uh, no, Maria Tran. Yes. No. Yeah, I yeah. think because um, I I didn't get a chance to speak to her at the Western Sydney Filmmakers Group. Um, um, yeah, last the last week the event. Last one, yeah, last last week. I was think it last it was. week? Yeah, it was last yeah, week. I think. I think. So. Oh, wait, yeah. week and a half ago. Anyway, I think at some stage to... we did a, a networking event. Yeah, you should check it out, guys. Come and if you're in the West, please come. Or even if you're not, just come check it out. Yeah, man, we had some people from LA and oh yeah, 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 it was really cool. That's insane. I was like, why is it so like why why is your accent like that? And then I was like, oh, that's right. Don't be judgmental. <laughs> <laughs> but um, no, yeah. So I I saw Marie trying then. I just wanted to say hi. Then I was like, don't do that. It's gonna seem creepy. But um, no, we um, bumped into each other at uh, the Made in the West Film Festival mm. last year. 
um, I was telling her about Atomic Kingdom, and um, she was like, uh, oh, you know, like, hit me up, let's collab sometime. And I think it was just probably just one of those kind things that you say. Like, no, she'd probably she, be serious, yeah, man. No, but she, she works a lot. She's always working with people. Oh, man. She, you can tell she loves it. I can't so yeah. I, I messaged her. Okay. <laughs> this is like, I'm in my head, because I'm always editing. This is James's apology I, uh, yeah, uh, is from apology. Uh, stalking it's you online. Weird. Yeah. But like, <laughs> after that, so in my head, I'm just like, because I'm always editing, I lose track of time mm. and sense of like how long it's been. So I think it was like almost a month later, mm-hmm. like in early January, I'm just like, oh, that's right. I haven't meant like I haven't responded to that so mm. I was like oh I'll just message her I won't be creepy and make it like a really long story I'll just make it really short and that's usually like, how these things yeah. start out really well like and that, next yeah. thing you know I've sent her this like three page Facebook oh, message no, James. Like, and I don't know what's wrong with me because it was like <laughs> it's, it's three in the morning I finished editing I was like okay cool did I do everything I needed to today alright cool 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 mm. I've got work in the morning alright three in the morning by the way mm. I'm just like okay cool I'll um I'll just quickly send her a message and I'm just like you're hilarious three four pages long and it's just like hi Good to see you at the premiere. Really love to catch up with you. Oh, by the way, when you said let's work together, I think that'd be really great. I just went on and on and on. And mm. It was just basically no, nothing, nothing important in that at all. It was just me basically rambling on. About yeah, nothing like a good um, yeah, nothing, messenger yeah, rant. Nothing like I could have been a quick phone call, um, <laughs> or like an email. It really should have been an email. It shouldn't have been a Facebook message. But basically, it was just me. Long story short. <laughs> I apologize. <laughs> I was very sleepy and I was just trying to make sure I ticked everything off. And I, rem- I remembered that I had not responded. Um, even if it was just an off the cuff remark that you were just being very polite. I apologize. Oh, no, but let me, let me, let me just butt, butt in down because I, I was, I can't remember what it was. But I was, <laughs> um, yeah, I, I had to get um, Maria to do a, um, a voiceover for me. Mm. So she was doing um, some ADR. So she come okay. around um, and we're hanging out and um, an amazing energy. I just uh, uh, there's some people that just have a hum, yeah. And um, you're one of those people that have this hum as well. Like when I'm in a room with you, I'm like we we just talk shop, we talk yeah, films yeah. all the time, um, and we talk about um, a lot of little details about film as well. Things that things uh, other th- other things that I don't talk to other people about. Um, and special now. no, but I was about to say uh, that's why I got about into that because I think um, uh, you, what you're doing and what she's doing, there is definitely um, an idea for something down the track to yeah. to work. Um, because I, I would love that, and that's the thing. Like I worked with her in season one, mm. so she had um she wasn't in. Uh, so we had two directors season one. Just so you know, we had um Lily and myself and working very close together, mm. and we also had two very different storylines, and they were like sort of interweaving, uh, interweaving. Sorry, intertwining, intertwining. I like interweaving two good. different words. There. Yeah, yeah. So that's how my brain. Works. And it was intertwined. It was yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the irony. Yeah, but um no yeah. So we we had two stories anyway. So she was part of uh, Lily's story, and it was a very cool um. Mm very cool angel versus vampires kind of story. Mm. Um, yes, that's right. <laughs> um, that, that's, that's our show. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, so yeah, it was a really cool thing. She was there for, I think, I don't know how long, maybe um, a day or two, but mm-hmm. she was also helping to choreograph, like they had a choreographer there, part of their mm-hmm. team, and they very much in charge of that. And I remember watching her work and I was like, I, I love action. I've always loved action. I love horror. I love, um, I really respect, but working, just coming into action at that time, and seeing how she and her team would work and then seeing how Lily herself, um, even though she, she you know says that she doesn't have much action experience, I think she's a fantastic action director. Mm. I think she's very good at telling a story and she knows exactly how she wants to... Yeah, how to piece it together. Look. Yeah, so... Um, but just watching them work, these two, like, really creative women that own their shit and then just do it, but they have so much passion and there's no ego at all. Doesn't, well, at least not to me, that came across mm. anyway. But... um. 
but it just inspired me and so i've always wanted to come across with her i think i did like behind the scenes of a yeah but it sounds like you got a bit fanboy on her you've gone totally fanboy somewhat i fanboy over everyone that's why i steered clear of western i mean i did the same (laughs) you know what who else have you fanboyed matt vella yeah, yeah. 100%. I was just like, I'm a big fan of this guy. His stuff, hilarious. His stuff is fucking sick. I, yeah, like, it's pretty I sat good. there and I was like, um, <laughs> I, I forget how I came across it, but I was just going through some Made in the West and mm. I came across this um, really cool action. It was like 90s, 2000s, sort of really dramatic action, gritty film yeah, yeah. that he did. And I was just like, I really like this tone. This is so cool. Like, I could sit there and probably binge watch a whole series of this. And then um, I kind of fanboyed because I was like, oh, he's one of the guys that does this and he, he's done that. And then um, I just took a shot and like added him on Facebook and then he accepted. And then I was just like, mm. <laughs> like it was, I'm, this is why I don't hang out with people because mm. I just turn into a big geek. Yeah, no, but, like, but the thing is, I think you've been too harsh on yourself, man, because what the people you're talking about are also big geeks, man. Like, we're all nerds, man. We're yeah. like, we're all we're not, you know, we're nerdish and geekish all in the same, in the same barrel. Like, we're just... We're people that are passionate. Like, think, could you I, not? Could you not do Atomic Kingdom? Like, is there any possibility of you not doing it? Absolutely not. We've even started writing season three. Yeah, so. you can't not do it, right? <laughs> yeah. You have to do it. It drives you insane if you don't do it. And when you do it, you feel amazing. Yeah. And the people you're talking about um, feel the same way about their work. Yeah. And then, and that's, that's that's the why, resonation. That's probably why I do that because it's. I mean, I. You're I excited because you're not alone. Yeah, I'm not alone, mm. and that's probably going to go into a weird thing here but you know growing up and then getting into the industry and then meeting all these people and for a while i was in the city and there's Mm. like a lot of networking events around there no diss to them they're amazing but Mm. there is a certain warmth and excitement when you meet people from and you feel like you're a part of a a community and that's how i kind of feel with the made in the west group yeah but there's a whole bunch of yeah that's right because there's a whole bunch of um prolific you know yeah. uh, collaborators there man yeah and um, we're all doing a lot of work and like, like I, we're all we're all insane yeah. and you sit there stunned yeah. like these people are really like they're awesome they're, they're just owning it they're doing it they mm. you know and I, I for a long time just sort of felt like oh there's not really much point yeah, I think I'll just do it for me James I think you yeah. have to ask yourself the right questions bro I think you really do I think you have like, to ask yourself the right questions like questions? well you're, you're saying um, you're, you're, you're asking the question from the negative oh they would you know think this of me and I, I don't really fit yeah, into that. that that has been my problem for a while what I would be saying is how do you resonate no, like we're, yeah. we're, you're insane that's how you resonate because you're an insane person oh, yeah, that makes insane a lot of content though, yeah yeah, you, yeah, you're all right. I need to start being. You got yeah. I do that though. But like when I start fanboying over someone, or when I really start appreciating someone's work, I always go back to me and I'm just like, I wish I could do that, or I wish I could. But really, I should. I guess I should be just like, I wish I could work with them. Mm. Why don't I just go over and say hi? Yeah, totally. Instead of just be like, they're totally oh approachable gosh, people. So cool. They're really approachable people. Yeah. Um. Uh. Yeah. Uh. But there's nothing wrong with fanboying, man. Like I. No. Yeah. I I've accepted that when I am 80 years old, I will still be a massive fanboy, and it's gonna. <laughs> be very sad and creepy but whatever <laughs> that's how the cookie crumbles that's it i likes what i like um so you got some stuff on the uh, atomic kingdom out there i think misty's pulled some stuff do. up do you want to let, let's roll that teaser um and low volume and see is, is this would this be appropriate to play do we want to play yeah, this 100%. yeah um and just whack at the channel a little bit of vols a little bit of vols Misty. a little bit of vols uh on the channel itself movie mouse no, not that mouse. That one. Yeah, pump that one up. Not working? Not working? No. Oh, no sound. No sound today. It's, a, it's, it's cool to just look at anyway. Look yeah, yeah. Oh, man, I, saw, I know one of those buildings. Oh, yeah. That was from WSU. 
Yeah, because I shot a movie, uh, a sci-fi um, um, there for that. There's uh, that big shot of the city with the... This is insane, yeah. dude. <laughs> I think I've pod- you know, been on a podcast with a lot of these people. <laughs> probably, yeah, probably. Mark's in there. Yeah, Mark. Yeah, I saw Mark in Ooh, there. Don't watch that one. That's, don't watch that one. That's my vlogs. <laughs> I mean, you can if you want to. Go for it. I should promote them a lot more, but it's just me walking around with a camera. But are you, doing, are you doing that all on green screen? It's like, no. There's no green screen? Oh, How are you um, going about there that? There is two, two green screenshots in there, but I've learned, again, from the first series, don't overdo green screen. Mm. If you can do it practical, just do it practical. But there's ways that I've learned, and this is how I'm going to get really weird into it, but mm. there's things I've learned with green screen, and you've just got to like plan the shots. Planning is everything, right? So, mm-hmm. for example, that shot where they're jumping off a cliff, we actually shot that on location. Um, it's not a real huge cliff. It's literally just a, everyone jumps off it into the, the quarry area. It's just yeah, like, yeah. Probably from there. So it's just it's a drop in the yeah, water. Just a drop yeah. in water. Yeah. Um, so we just had uh, them there, and then we had the green in a little factory that we you know filmed later. It was just mm. basically green on the floor, mm-hmm. and they were just standing, and then they just took a jump and then laid down. Yeah. So we literally shot every single shot on location, but just that jump part was the green screen. Mm. And then even when we were on location, I filmed from a drone the actual thing. So Normally what I would do before is I'd try to make everything green screen because I think that everything should just look... Yeah, that's what I was asking you before, the the leap and bound between uh, Atomic... And don't get me wrong, when when you were showing me Atomic Atomic Kingdom 1, um, I'm like, man, we've got to get this on TV. We've got to get get this done, right? Um, uh, You know, name name what you need, man, see see what we can do. Yeah. And... um, and I know that you would have learnt from that because, like, because I've done a lot of green screening since we've had that discussion, what eight years ago, and I've learnt so much more about it, yeah. about how to contrast it and how to use it as little as you can. Yeah, and that's the trick: you don't use the green screen for large amounts of time if mm. you can get away with it doing it, you know, live action. Like I've learnt, the little you show, the more impact it has. Mm. And so I just didn't want to like this season. There's probably two two green screen shots that mm-hmm. i remember in my head at, at the moment anyway um there are only no three i lied someone was in a car and it was being blown up um but no there's serious. so you didn't actually blow up the car no well no <laughs> for legal purposes no yeah for, for the sake of this conversation yes. no we did not blow no. up a car it was totally effects it, was co- it just completely it looks really cool yeah I, I just suddenly got really really good <laughs> At those particular effects. Yeah. Um, no, but yeah, no, we, we use very little effects in this. When we do, it's very well choreographed and isn't over the top, kind of. Okay, I so mean, you're going to cliffs, you're, fly, you're flying drones, you're yeah. going to factories, laying out, you know, um, a green screen yeah. on the floor to, you know, um, doing special effects on cars. Mm-hmm. Um, that's pretty insane, dude. It's Well, that's the thing. I try not to think about it that way. Because last time I did that and I thought about it, I'm like, I'm doing all these effects. And I like, I rented a factory before and then had these guys on actual like professional wire, um, mm-hmm. I forget the term of it, but uh, these guys doing wire work, mm. literally. And it takes, wire work takes ages. It yeah, took of four hours to set it up because it's not just getting them up in the wires and getting it. No, no, no. Their guys in wires flying around the room. Mm-hmm. That shit needs to be safe. Yeah, needs, and they the, a large part of it set it up, and then it's like an hour and a half or two hours of them literally just checking to make sure it's safe, making sure when he's being ratcheted back that he's not going to hit anything, that everything's all secured, he's properly set in the harness, that it's not going to snap his shoulder or something. Like you know what I mean? Yeah, they got, there's, there's a lot, lot of checks, of, a, lot a lot of, of checks. checks, and I have, again. And you and so should they be, man. It's dangerous stuff. Exactly, and I mean, there's like one of the guys said, there's no safe way to do a stunt. That's why it's called a stunt. Mm. But there's you know ways to get less hurt. 
Yeah. And so it's that's, fun to direct though. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's, oh, yeah. it's it's a big buzz but to like, direct. I, I took a little bit of a backseat for that because, again, not an action director. I mm. would love to be at some stage. But um, there's like there's so many elements that come into shooting action. And I think that's, um there was uh, me trying to get the story and making sure the shot looked cool. Mm. But then also there's um me trying to do the effects and being like, okay, it needs to be like this and you know it needs to be lit that way because when we cut to a reverse... And then there's also the camera guy who's like, mm-hmm. okay, cool, I need to make sure that... An angle looks good because yeah. it's not going to work if he's going to be ratcheted back i need to make sure i get him flying because otherwise what's the point mm. and then there's the stunt team who have to make sure it's safe make sure that we can do it in time as well make sure that what i'm asking them to do which we discussed beforehand anyway but is possible to do mm. and make sure they can do it safely for the guys yeah totally so, it needs to be then, achievable without yeah. injury yeah. and then i think one of the guys was like um he'd done ratchet stunts before and he got pulled back but this particular one there was like a specific way that he had to swing at the end and he had never done that mm. but the other guy who was running a, a bike for us that day he was a stunt guy he stuck around was helping with everything he had experience doing that because he does um acrobatics and stuff mm-hmm. so he they switched out and it was safer for him to do it so it's all those little things that i've i've got so much respect for action so mm. much there's so much that goes into it and to be i don't know i just i love it i think it's something i really want to get into a bit more yeah for sure but, man um, yeah for yeah, sure th- that's also by i've only way. ever done minor stunts though like really? you know breaking things over people's backs and um like, you know throwing them into pits uh, and, like breakaway glass and stuff right or, yeah 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 well no well, the, the, it's actually it's in the studio here you see that toilet seat um oh. so um uh we had a scene i had three toilet seats and we got it on the second toilet seat i think nice. um so you get the actor or the stunt uh, stunt person to wear like um uh, body armor uh, but they just got their clothes on af- uh, over yeah. the top and like a just, safety vest or something yeah yeah and it's like it's like little um uh solid um plastic bricks in there okay yeah, yeah, so yeah. you just hit them as hard as you can with anything really because yeah. it doesn't that doesn't affect them but you just make sure you could hit them in the right spot do they use that for when they do falls as well I yeah suppose? yeah yeah so yeah. you'll see it in movies a lot where they'll you'll actually see um some actors will do um their own stunts obviously a good example of this is a, a little bit of a mistake in casino you ever seen the film casino uh, with, with Sharon, Sharon Stone, Stone. Yep. yeah, Sharon Stone gets thrown out of a uh, out of a bar, and um, she does her own stunt. And you see her hit the pavement, oh, wow. and then when you see her get off of the ground, you'll see a little hand pad right there. Oh, okay. So they they, they you hide um, uh, armor, you that's, hide it. That's again why I, I love stunts and film in general, just because there's so many tricks and cheats that you do to make it safe. Well, one of my scripts I got out there, I got to throw someone out of a moving car. I can't wait to do that. <laughs> that'd be fun can I please be there <laughs> I'd love to be there definitely yeah I, um, I can't wait to throw someone out of a moving car but we um, yeah no we're throwing people off uh, ledges um, that sort of thing yeah. um, but that's yeah I've only done minor stunts I haven't done the biggest stuff yeah. like a retractable like, sort of like, all that stuff is like ratchet uh, like ratchet sort of stuff no yeah. I mean look I talked a lot about it but that was the one and only experience I've had so mm. far but I just wanted to do it because one it looks really cool on the camera and it you know it was cool to have an action mm. scene and I had my hands on the people that did it and they were happy to do it but i've never had a chance to work with anyone that does it again yeah but um it just it was a really cool experience to have and yeah. i'd like to do it again at some point man well, i must say the production value in atomic kingdom 2 is um is really um, a really big growth from the first season thank you it really thank is you. um well, that, as i said the first season was great man yeah it was i mean look no takeaway from the first season i love the first mm. season every actor in that gave the role everyone was great to work with um, this season it was a lot smaller so it felt more intimate mm. like we had um, Jess, uh, Jessica Arapi and Anaki De La Cruz they're like mm. uh, the, the sort of two leads and then you have Mark who's joined as a lead as well in mm-hmm. this season he brings so much human spirit to it which 
Yeah, he's another insane person, man. Oh, yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. That's why we get along. Yeah, like, yeah. He's been, he's been he, messaging me and like, tell Ross I said hi because I was like, I'm here today. <laughs> like, Don't worry, man. We'll get, you back, we'll get you back on the show. That's how I was... T- I Give was me a couple of weeks, um, we'll get you on. I was sending him selfies just then. That's who the, the selfies were for. I was just like, look, I'm here. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah. And, we, and we've upgraded the studio, man. Yes, you have. Studio upgrade. So um, we're now um, switching live. Yeah. Hence why we've got the producer. And um, I can get internet feeds live oh, into no. the game. We can actually go live live. Live? No, no, no! But we can go live, okay. live if we want to. Thank God. <laughs> I, I would have told you, ready. dude. I would have told you if it was live. <laughs> it I would have told live, you. I'm just like, okay. It's live cut though. Not, not it's live I, cut. Not that I want anything taken out. Like everything, I've just done. It's very out. rare. It's very rare that I yeah. take something out of a podcast. Like I was trying really hard not to swear last time. This time, I'm just like fuck it. Yeah, fuck it, man. Whatever. We're on the internet. Who cares? Actually, care. no, but we're not just on the internet. We're on um, apps now. We're everywhere. Apps? Yeah, we're everywhere. Um, we're on iHeartRadio. Um, we're already okay. on Spotify. We're already on um, Apple Podcasts. But there is nowhere um, that you won't find us. Okay. Pay Train is now everywhere. Nice. Which is fantastic. It's such a good feeling. It's good. And it's growing as well, which is cool. Yeah, man. It's like it, heaps. Yeah, which it's is good. It's going really well. The um, listening audience, you guys are fantastic. Yeah. Way bigger than the uh, YouTube audience. So. Oh, really? Yeah, totally. By, oh. by orders of magnitude. Um, but uh, yeah, now that we're out there on iHeartRadio, check us out. Get me, yes, get please, me, give me some out. traction out there. Um, it's it's really cool because iHeartRadio, you can't buy your way into it. Like, oh really? It's yeah, not like you pay a fee and then they'll put your stuff. Yeah, up so subscription based um, aggregate companies will get you on platforms. Yeah. Um, I I'm not on a subscription based one. I'm on a um, Creative Common, which is um, um yeah. Anchor. So big shout out to the guys at Anchor. Nice. Um, so they will distribute you to um, most platforms. Okay. And it doesn't. It's not really di- difficult to do. Um, getting a YouTube audience is really hard to do. Yeah. That's a very difficult 100%. challenge. Um, but uh, and so Spotify will take off really well. So I recommend if you're um, budding podcasters out there, get yourself on Spotify um, through whatever aggregate site um, that you can. Uh, but uh, getting on iHeartRadio, you've got to be accepted. They're going to accept ah. you onto iHeartRadio. And you guys have been accepted. Been accepted on totally on iHeartRadio. Congratulations. We, this, is, this is going to be the first broadcast that has gone oh, really? to uh, iHeart. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All the, all the oh, other material's there, but this is the first one that will, that, this is the first one that will be <laughs> uploaded there. So um, I'm really chuffed about that. Uh, that's something that, that is a goal that I set myself um, uh, early last year. Yeah. And I got it. I only just got it. I was, I, I was actually stressing out. I thought on the first um, episode of this show, I'm going to have to bag out iHeartRadio for not accepting oh, no. my application. Um, but no, it, had, it, it turned out it's that it's... It's a celebration. It's a celebration. It it's way better. It's a celebration. It's way better this way. Yeah, thanks, man. Thanks. Um, it's, uh, it's a really cool feeling. Oh, gosh. Siri's after me. She, if Siri becomes self-aware, we're going to be fucked. Oh, you yeah. Know. She knows everybody's <laughs> secret. Actually, that's an idea. Oh, Siri, no, Siri okay, going self-aware and watches choking people to death. That'd yeah. be interesting. <laughs> I, I would watch that, though. Yeah, that's, yeah. That's me, though. Yeah, yeah. Phones that explode. Yes. Exploding phones. AK season three. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's the main villain. <laughs> oh, man, but back to um, uh, this weapon underground. Because like, I'm a geology hound, oh, yes. right? I love geology. I'm right into um, studying su- um, subduction zones, pyroclastic flows. I collect, I collect different types of rocks. Yes. Everything from igneous to sedimentary to metamorphic, contact metamorphic, and you know um, uh, regional metamorphic rocks, bizarre rocks like um, you know, astro- you know um, uh, meteorites to foglarites. I love the passion. Yeah, I no, I, the passion. I nerd out over this stuff. But y- the, describing a weapon that is a tectonic weapon, because essentially what you're talking about is a weapon that goes deep into the earth yeah. and explodes and fragments a continent. Yeah. 
so um, it, that's so, insane yeah that's so that's, awesome that's literally like <laughs> the idea of it was that i didn't want it to just look visually because you do see parts of it in um news reports mm -hmm. and we we sort of flash back to it in this season as well but you see parts of it in news reports and it's um basically the idea of it is that it goes into the ground hits and it's mm -hmm. a devastating blow when it hits obviously it goes deep in the ground yeah. but then it explodes and expands and turns everything to sort of sand and then everything just sort of like quicksand just Crumbles. fills the gaps yeah. and fills the gaps and um, um, what blocks the gaps then becomes yeah. the land masses and then yeah. my character and the alien race that he comes from um, mm -hmm. they have abilities to you know protect and do force fields things like that like the, we go into a lot more detail about it this season but mm -hmm. um, yeah so he and a bunch of people from their time got got together and actually created a massive force field around Australia mm -hmm. unfortunately to do it at the, the level of strength that needed to stop this from completely destroying us it would need to be permanent mm. hence completely separating us from the rest of the world forever and yeah yeah for when yeah for whenever um uh, we reestablish yeah. society to yeah. what it once was exactly so yeah. yeah they stopped it it um obviously they couldn't stop most of it mm -hmm. hence why we're you know 20 separate islands now but we are now also isolated from the rest of the world with a force field that no one knows how to take down not even me who did it so <laughs> you've written it in <laughs> and you're like i'm yeah, gonna have to come up I'm with something like, <laughs> eventually season three season eight season eight you'll figure that out so yeah. well i mean i started doing miniatures for my my home planet so that's going to be in season wow three, so I have what, to do, come up with what do you mean miniatures like you mean painting miniatures yeah like sort well, of warhammer I mean, I, style I, I say they're miniatures but they're huge okay because i mean on camera it has to yeah, well, well, how are you doing the miniatures, man? Are you like three D printing them, or you're just no, well, you're I, just like I've experimented um, for almost a year now with three D printing, mm. um, actual small figurines, things like that, and then I've just resorted to building them myself with you know, depending on what it is. So this particular one I'm building is like uh, a town center, town hall for uh, my character's people on his planet, and it's mm -hmm. um sort of a inspi inspired by Polynesian. Because, yeah. um, I mean, I come from that background and I, and I love the building structures when I visited a few years ago. Mm -hmm. So I was like, I really wanted to build it in that way, but then also make it kind of sci-fi and futuristic. And I'm like, well, what would happen if they also had metal sort of parts in this? And so I, I got... So you went like you cyberpunk know. on it a little yeah. bit, a little bit oh, of steampunk maybe. Yeah. yeah. And so I sort of, you know, did sketches of it and then I actually gave it to someone to do a proper sketch and like, can you tell me? And I've got it here as well, by the way, Cartoon Artist who did it amazingly. Yeah. And I was like, that's what I'm going to make. So I just sort of... Um, wow. About two months ago i sort of sat down and started sort of figuring out the structure of it and then mm -hmm. just started shaping it and um then i got clay and actually started making it look a little bit more like brick and you know cement and yeah okay yeah so um there's so, there's some people that you should probably get in touch with out there um that i already spring to mind there's some people that i know that um do models and they do okay. like warhammer and they're really good like they, they paint very well yeah, i'm always looking for people to people give me paint. advice or to help and, and uh, another guy i know is a um he's i've been trying to get him on the show i won't mention his name but i've been trying to get him on the show he goes yeah i'll do it i'll do it and then he won't do it okay. um he he prints um he does 3d printing of all kinds of objects and one of the things he does is like um, suits. So he's made himself a Mandalorian suit. Like a full head to body? Looks like, like the Mandalorian. To yeah, no, but head to, head to toe, yeah. Looks like the Mandalorian. Look, No, sorry, it wasn't the Mandalorian. Boba Fett. He did a whole Boba oh, okay. Fett. And, he, and it looks like Boba Fett. Like, it looks like it's from Star Wars. It is like mint. One of my favorite characters. Yeah. Um, oh, see, Boba Fett was one of my favorite characters like before the Mandalorian. Mm. Like pre-Mandalorian. Pre but the Mandalorian... Um, Man, I just it really does stand above Star Wars for me. It is insanely yeah. awesome. Well, I think that's a lot of people's opinion though. Mm. That's that's it's a fair thing to say. I guess. It's the be it's one of the best fan fictions yeah. I've ever experienced. Yeah. And that that's probably why cuz it feels like it is fan made. Mm. It is obviously made by fans. 
Yeah. So. Yeah, but you can see the influences of all these other um, uh, shows in there. Like, it even has elements of, um, like, uh, Firefly in there, the, the whole Western idea, and, um, uh, the, you know, because he's, yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a Western. Yeah. Essentially, it's a, it's Western, a Western in, in space. space. Yeah. And um, Westerns in space are really successful. Yeah. Like, if you look at, you know, Serenity or, um, like, like I was saying, which, Firefly. Oh, which, yeah. Absolutely adore Serenity. Yeah. Oh, but, yeah, Joss Whedon got in a bit of trouble lately for being a harsh boss, apparently. Yeah. Well, that's I think they're clutching at straws, though. Oh, like, they, they are. Um, but the thing is... Cancel culture, burning he's, witches. He's been like that for years, though. And the, the conversation and narrative around it previously was, oh, he's just, he knows what he wants. He's tough. He, you know, he just really has no patience for people who don't want to help him bring his vision to life. Mm. And now that the narrative is, oh, he's ridiculous. You can't work with him. He's insulting. It's abusive. So it's... Well, I they're probably all the people he fired. Yeah. Um, but then also Charisma Carpenter came out, who... Got, I mean, she's been saying it for years, though, but um, she got fired from the show, essentially. She got written out because mm. she got pregnant and then had a lot of clashes with him on set and the way he was, like, mm. not appreciating that she decided to get pregnant midway through a season. But then again, she's been saying that for years. So it's like, at what point is she sort of just yeah. elaborating to jump on to now? Yeah, that's right, writing. that's right. But so, I don't know. It just sounds like he's an asshole. Yeah. Like, people have a right to be an like asshole. Like, what are they going to do? Go after James Cameron next? Because yeah. he's, he's an asshole. Oh, he's known to be an asshole. He's known to be an asshole. I still would love to work with him, though. Fucking nice. Yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. Um, um, yeah, man. Uh, I'd love to work on a Terminator. Oh, yeah. That'd be great. Do you want to work on Terminator? Yeah, fucking A. <laughs> Get me an avatar. I don't even need a costume. <laughs> Rock up. <laughs> oh, my God. What? I sh- <laughs> Never mind. We're not doing it. No, I did something <laughs> that every Star Trek fan out there would have tried to punch me for. Oh yeah. I just mistook two. You did? Mm-hmm. Oh no. Good thing I can't like physically do it. So. Oh the the thing. Yep. I can do the thing. I, c- I can't do it. I'm just not. I'm not built that way. Look, my hand shakes when I try to do it. Do you know how to do it? No. Because I couldn't do it either. I don't know how. What do you do? You know when you got a pencil that's like worn right, right down. Yeah. Just stick a pencil in there and hold it for about half an hour. And then you can do it. And then you can do it. Do you need to do that every time or does it like... No, no, but yeah, the, after a while, the muscle oh, okay. memory will be there and you can just do it. Okay. So I can do it before because every time you go to do it, you end up doing this. You're, you're, you don't have the neural pathway to do it. So you then know, you're later tonight, my fiance is going to be like, what the fuck are you doing now? Yeah, yeah. I'm, <laughs> I'm, 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 I'm being a Trekkie. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. You're either a dark side of the moon person or you're a wall person or you're... I'm, uh, I'll jump on whatever entertains me in that moment. Yeah. That's who I am. But what about Star Wars versus Treks, man? Star Trek. So, I am of the belief that Star Deep Wars question, I know. is a fairy tale. Mm-hmm. It's, a, it's a fantasy story. Whereas Star Trek is more of a science fiction story. Mm. So, I've had a lot of people literally want to fight me physically because I have said Star Wars is not sci-fi. I feel it's more fantasy. It is a little bit more fantasy. Uh, I present to you Jar Jar Binks. Yeah, uh, that's pretty and fantasy. Sound but, in space and yeah, like I mean, whereas Star Wars is, you know, obviously it's you know. Well, Star Trek didn't do no uh, Christmas special. I can tell you that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so you know what I mean. Other oh, Patrick totally. Stewart and and um, buddy William Shatner. By the way, William Shatner messaged one of my friends. Oh really? Yeah. So he uh, replied to her tweet. I fucking love William Shatner yeah. for so many reasons other than Star Trek. He's, He's just a really cool dude. Him. Um, I, I saw him in an um, uh, interview once. Um, uh, one, someone went up to him and said, um, you're one of the best American actors of all time. And he goes, I'm Canadian. <laughs> like, 
Fuck yeah, Will Shatner. I love that. In Fight Club, they'd say, who would you fight? And I would fight Will Shatner because I reckon he would really put up a good fight. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I reckon he would kick my oh, ass. Yeah. He, he seems like a really cool guy, but also he seems like he will not take your shit. No, he wouldn't. He would not. He would just call you out and then just throw you down. So. Yeah, I reckon. Uh, and that's why he's the Kirk man. Yeah, 100%. But I don't know. I, I, I am partial to Picard, right? Mm. I am partial. I don't know where I sit on that fence, but I'm definitely, uh, I don't know, I think I'm Partridge family, not what would you the say, Brady Bunch. What would you say is the thing that, <laughs> I guess, throws you off? But you know what I mean? There's always a div- division in the road of these things. Yeah. Yeah. What do you mean, what, what do you mean by throwing me off? Like, like if, if there was something you could pick that says, this is why I don't like this character. Oh. I like Picard because he is proper. Oh, okay. Like he's, very... Yeah, he's very proper, educated, knows what he wants. Uh, cares like and he had but the thing that is the relationship between Kirk and uh, Picard is their their um, willingness to bend and break rules for for their yeah. for their followers and they have followers they're not under their command like there's a difference um, a very a very wise lady once said to me there's a difference between demanding respect and commanding respect and the cool thing about those two dudes is they command respect as their characters they don't yeah. demand it so in a military setting you can demand respect you go you have to respect my rank. And a saying comes out of that. I think that's the same with directing, by the way. Yeah, totally. You can. You can't go onto a set and be a complete But you can, though. You can. You can. If you know what you're doing, you can physically, yes. But, like, obviously... there's. Are they going to work with you again? Exactly. Yeah. If you go on there and people are like, yeah, look, he's hard. This guy knows what he wants, and he produces great stuff. Mm. I'd be like, yeah, sure, let's do it. You know, yell at me. If I've done something wrong, yeah, tell me. Yeah. In front of everybody. Yeah, 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 yeah. Ostracize me in front of my, my peers. Yeah. Um, I think that there's different directors out there. So you're either the collaborator, the expressive artist, the dictator, or the compromiser. Have you found a dictator yet? Um, I've been looking for a dictator. You've been looking for a dictator for like Yeah, I found one. I found one. one. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, Benjamin Morton, if you're oh. out there listening, uh, I think uh, talking to you, you are totally a dictator, and nice. I respect you. Yeah, yeah, I'm a, I'm a, um, I'm the um, collaborative artist type. I go right. Okay. So we got to get from this point to this point. Um, what are you going to offer that? And I go all right. That that kind of fits. But if you can adjust it this way, we have got a deal. Because all of us um, are elements of all of those things. There is, there is a dictator in you. Yeah. Because you go well. I want this product, and I'm going to go out and get it. Yeah, well, so, look, if you're a director, at some point, you're going to be a dictator. You're going to be a dictator at some, at point. some point. Yeah. But whether that is the the, the, the horse before the cart, mm. that's another thing. Yeah. Um, so, there will be a point where, um, and if you ask my crew, they'll just go, he'll just dig his heels in and go, Vito, I don't give a shit what you think, we're doing it. Yeah. Right? I do that. All, I do do that. <laughs> um, I just go, nah, we're doing it this way because I've made that decision. Yeah. Um, but I, I would say that's probably 30% of the time. I think 60% of the time I'm the, the negotiator. Yeah. I go, what I was, about if we do it this way? I was thinking a lot about that the last time we spoke and you were like, you know, do you consider yourself that? And I was like, no, no, I'm not. But like thinking back on it more, I'm like, I'm sure there are moments where people have just despised me. Yeah. That. I'm sure. I'm sure there is as well. I'm just like, I'm like, I'm like, I'm sitting there and I'm like, no, there's a few times where I've like people are like, are you sure you want it this way? I'm like, yes, I want it that way. You can't do it that way. Well, that's how I'm going to do it. Yeah, I, 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 have these, I have terrible phrases like, I, I will say something like, I'm going to say this one more time. And like, when you see, when I find myself saying these phrases, I'm like, ooh. You're on the, you're on the line. Yeah, yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm approaching the line. Okay. If you ever say that to me, I will know to be like... Oh, shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, yeah, and uh, when it gets past that again, though, I'll go, this is the last time I'm going to be polite about this. Ooh. And that's heavy. Okay. Like, I've just told you. I'm okay. not going to tell you again. That's nice, though. Yeah, but... That's professional, but it's like... This is this is all I've got yeah. left for you. Yeah. 
Yeah. This is it. We're at the end. I don't you know? think I have one, to be honest. Yeah, I've I'm been there a couple like, of times. Crap, I don't even but, know. I've got two switches, really. But even 90% of the time, it's like it's all cool. Because yeah. you've already auditioned people and you already know, yeah, you'll oh, fit yeah, that. You exactly. fit that. And I think sometimes it might be crew because he's an indie filmmaker. Sometimes crew It's crew. You have to just it's definitely crew. You to get crew to jump on. And then it's like, oh, my friend <laughs> said he's free. Come help out. It's like... It's definitely crew. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's definitely crew with that. But um, but not, yeah, again, though, um, 60 to 90% of the time, it's all cool, oh, in the hood, yeah. depending on the project. Um, and yeah, I'm, I'd like to be the collaborator. And I like that moment where... All of your vision comes together. Yeah. All of you, all, all, everyone on set has the vision. Um, wh- whoever it's driven from, because sometimes it's driven by an actor, sometimes it's driven by a director, sometimes it's driven by a cinematographer. Mm. Like someone has the helm at some point, and that helm is moved between everyone. Yeah. And when that all works, it is such a good feeling. Yeah. It's amazing. And that's because everyone has such an important part. Yeah. As well, like that's, yeah. I mean, um, they're validated. I'll take it back to. AKA season one, there was a scene where I was stressed out of my mind and I'm directing myself because I'm acting. And in this scene, I'm crying against a giant green screen in a public park. And we had Luke Walker standing, like, standing by with his camera. Big shout out, Luke. Oh, Is there a set that you're not on? I yeah. <laughs> well, I'm, I mean, I, we had a meeting with him like a month ago as well. Look, we're going to hopefully do something in a few months' time. So Yeah, I'm going to be shooting a movie um, with him soon too. But you know, I, I, <laughs> so I'm standing there in a park, right? And he's standing there and... <laughs> The fact that I could trust him to just film me and he knows what he's doing mm. and trust that he also like there's sound as well I'm mic'd up and everything. I because I knew that those functions were working, I was able to stop panicking as a director, as an actor, and be like, okay, just fuck it, just sh- shout action and just do it. Mm. And then even then, he offered to shout action for me. I was like, thank you, because for some reason people have a weird thing about not doing that. No, like, it was about the right. No, or, no, um, well, yeah, it's a funny you bring that up. It's a it's a social thing. Yeah, it's a social hierarchical thing. Yeah, it's a pecking order thing. Like I was on a set once. I won't. Say you have to tell who's, someone who's. This, was. this comes up all the time. But I, I had prosthetics <laughs> on my head because I was getting shot in the head in this feature film I was in. Yeah. And um, this guy, I don't know why he did it, mm. but he told us after that, oh, yeah, no, that's fine. You can go get everything. It's a wrap. And I was like, okay, cool. Like, I was, I mean, usually it's the director. I was like, okay, you were just talking to him. Oh, you weren't wrapped by the director. No, oh. he was just talking to him. And then he came over and said to me, oh, it's it's a wrap. And I'm like, oh, okay, cool. So I walk over and, and you know, I'm just like, yeah, you can't do that. Prosthetics off and everything. You can't do that. And then I just hear this shouting. And again, I won't say who it was. I'll tell you after. Yeah. But, um, but <laughs> this is shouting. And then they hadn't finished. They didn't get the shot. They needed to do it again. Yeah. And so I had to sit there and they were trying to rush to get these prosthetics back on my head because that's the bullet wound in my head. Yeah. Um, ha, spoiler, I died. But um, Yeah, but you've yeah. got to... Oh, that's, why, that's why the director stands up in the middle of the crowd yeah. and says, that's a wrap. That's yeah. the point of that process. It's because yeah. it's, it's a protocol. It's not a courtesy. Yeah. Because the, the, there's a tie between a courtesy and a protocol there. It's a protocol for a reason. Yeah. Same with action. Action, action is a protocol. Because when, when they say action... You know, yeah, you have everyone to shut the fuck up, we're working. Exactly. And the thing is, I realized after, I'm like, well, they had to pay money. Because, I mean, when I started producing my own stuff later, mm. much later on, years later, I realized, well, they had to pay because we stayed back an extra hour. So they paid for an extra hour at that location. It was in a dungeon location. Mm. So they've had to pay for an extra hour. They've had to pay like for some of the key crew to stay around for that long. Um, some of the actors were getting paid as well, I, I think. I'm not sure. but um, So they, it, it's a lot of time and money. Mm. And people like had places they need to go. People had family, so they had to call and say, "Hey, I'm going to be a bit you know, an hour so late." Yeah. Um. Luckily, I just lived down the road, so I was just like. Yeah, but with the rental of the place, right? Yeah. It might be a deal where they go, if you have it for five hours, it's this cost, and if you get to six hours, you may as well have it for ten. 
Because you're paying for 10. That's how deals work. Okay. Sometimes it doesn't. It's not just an extra hour. They go, no, no, that's a full day now. Okay. If you passed into six hours, that's now a full day because you booked me for half a day and now you've exceeded half a day. That's it. now it's a full day. Business. That's how it works, you man. It. You got to you got to read the fine print, man. Yeah. That's why that's why these things that's why those protocols are important. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Speaking of fucking protocols, you know what pissed me off today? What? Fucking Facebook, man. Fucking Facebook. <sighs> Jesus fucking Christ. Yes, I have so much to say. Jesus. What so the fuck, dude? Like, I get it. I do get. Well, f- sorry, I shouldn't say I get it. I get. I get what's happening. I understand of it anyway. But the thing is, right, from what I understand, it was like, um, the legislation. (laughs) (laughs) The legislation that was apparently passed, I'm not sure if it was. They haven't passed it yet. They haven't passed passed it yet. yet. But what they're, uh, like, you know, putting forward is that uh, the government, or sorry, the the news companies, uh, Mm -hmm. registered news companies will be granted. access exclusive access to the back-end data so that they know how to work with the uh uh algorithms on youtube and, mm-hmm. and posts on on google so they can have all of their you know news products put forward um but then a lot of people in the youtube community were throwing up an arms because they're like well so you're getting access to my data so you can put your stuff before mine and cancel my voice out and there was so much concern about that as well but then also there was another part where it was like um they were asking for much more money than what a lot of people felt they were worth i think that's what it was like they're asking for 600 million or something no 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 something they, like that? they come to a 30 million dollar agreement oh okay right so let's put it into context that's the google deal that's the google deal uh google's worth i think the the hundred i think the 200 billion 200 billion dollars asking for or what they're worth no no they're worth 200 billion dollars okay. i think i think google <laughs> like has 50 billion it. cash in the bank they like okay. that's just the money in the bank that's yeah. their savings right so what's what's 30 million of 50 billion what I, I, you're asking the wrong person but it's like <laughs> what, what is that can we can we can we do what is that worth misty can we have a look yeah how much is google worth Oh my god, that can't be real. That's not a number. <laughs> was that a trillion dollars? That can't be right. That's Is a that trillion right? dollars. It was. That was a. They were the trillion dollars. Okay, so. Okay, well, I don't really understand why they weren't willing to. Thirty million dollars. But I mean. Thirty million dollars is a hamburger to them. Yeah. Right. It's like okay, it's nothing. Like well, they don't care. With Facebook, it's a. It's not about the money because so it's about the, ideology. What's the pay for though? What is that? Because uh, essentially um, what, what they're doing is they're making content and then they're reappropriating that content as an aggregate company. So okay. they, they aggregate all this um, uh, information and then they put it out for Google search. And what the News Corps want is a percentage of that advertising revenue. Okay. <clears throat> Makes a little bit of sense. Yeah, yeah. But the other side where I don't see it making sense is um, uh, if you want a YouTube channel, go get your own fucking subscribers. Yeah. If you've got a product to sell, surely it would sell. Yeah. Right? So there's, the other, there's a free market idea in there. But I think the funny thing was uh, Morrison came out and said, we can't have a billionaire controlling the world. <laughs> what, what, what? A young... No, what he should have said, we can't have a young billionaire controlling the world because he's working for a billionaire. Mm. So it's all about Murdoch having a hissy fit, right? Murdoch's had a hissy fit going, well, we don't sell papers anymore. He's, he's got his, he's, all he's got is his Fox subscription mm. he sold fox to disney anyway 
for sixty-seven billion. That's who people should be looking at. Yeah, like, but the, here's the thing, James. Follow the money. Mm-hmm. Just follow the money, man. They'll answer your question. So I've been talking about this for a long time. If you watch through the page train, you'll you, I bring this up a lot. I know. There are two. There are two forces out there. There's the the oil oligarchs, if you like, the people that control the energy, the coal. Yeah. Uh, the, the people that ha- have these physical assets mm. and there's these people out there that have these digital assets the new mining isn't gold it's people mm. we mine people we mine what they want they know more about you than you know about you yeah they will know what you want before you want it that's, that's how good it is up on my facebook page like, yeah I'm, I'm like i know i go oh, i want that and when you now now it's a, it's so good now that you look at stuff where you go i didn't even know i wanted that but i want it yeah so they know, what I've learned from that is they know more about me than I know about me. Yeah. And at some points I had to sit there and try and learn how they're doing it so I can understand. Because it just feels weird that it just pops up. I'm like, oh, and then I, I don't know how they found that out. But I'm just like, well, how do you know more about me? I should know more about me. So how, let me go and look into how you figured me out. Because I'm still trying to figure that shit out too. Yeah, so that's it. It was like. But they know your whole life story before yeah. you. Because they know what your next desires are going to be in the next decade as mm-hmm. you mature. Yeah. And it's the same, like, because there's a difference between being in your 40s and your 30s. There's a difference oh, yeah. between being in your 30s and your 20s. Yeah. And there's certainly a difference between being in your 20s and your 40s. Oh, yeah. So th- these are different markets that they're... They, that they're I think that's what they... Um, part that, of the legislation was that they wanted to access the data so they can understand how to reach their target audience. Yeah. But They feel the, left yeah. out. But what yeah. some of the concerns were were that people on YouTube that have built their little independent news channels up and got so many subscribers... By the way, a lot of like Channel 7... By the way, subscribe to the page train. Oh, yes, please. Please do. <laughs> But um, no, yeah, a lot of their the news pages they've been muted. Like they don't allow comments on, on a lot of them. Um, we've been muted. Um, on Made in the West. Oh really? Yep. Yeah, um, because we have a blog that we source from our site. Therefore, oh. we are news, and um, uh, we are being so classified as a news site. So and that, that's the other bad thing. It was such a blanket rule. Yeah. So many people that were unnecessarily affected have been affected. I've sent a letter to um, the a member of Lindsay. Yeah. Um, uh, by some strange chance, if you're listening, um, uh, I've sent a letter to you, uh, which was passive aggressive and intended to be so, but also polite. I need we need help on that. From her side, she'd probably understand the fact that you have it. We're upset. Business that you're running, and you're you're rightfully upset. We run a social we run a social media business, yeah. and we've just come through COVID, dude. Yeah. Like we we went from like nearly packing up our tent mm. to winning to this yeah all because of a, a, a because um, a millionaire wants to protect a billionaire's interests yeah so I, I i'm upset with the government because of the decision and the lack of consultation that they've had between these industries and um perhaps even their reasoning like you know, behind that I, I don't pretend to understand that but the other side of it is um is ideology obviously facebook has an ideology about this um it's pocket change to them what they're asking for yeah um so i wrote them a message today i apologize to facebook today um really? yeah because when they brought out their publishing tools man do you use facebook a lot yeah from a business a side of things somewhat yeah um they have publishing tools and publishing tools was a pleasure to use about three years ago you'd go through it and um you would um uh, schedule your posts you then promote certain posts, and it was actually fun. It was a fun right. process, and then you watch your plan unfold. Uh, if you ask questions like, how's Maine the West really successful? It's not just the successful team that we have. It's the our application to the internet 
that does it. Okay. It's essentially the skill set that does it. It's us understanding the algorithms and understanding the audience and then... Which is important to learn. Like, if you're going to run a business, you kind of need to know that. And then understanding the publishing tools of Instagram and um, uh, Facebook are fundamental to this operation. Oh, yeah. So, we've, we've taken a lot of time to learn this and look at trends and understand methodology. And then to have that all taken away. Well, no. Well, what Facebook did, they upgraded. They, oh, they upgraded it all and it wasn't working properly. You couldn't tag oh, certain people like a, and okay. it because there's a new software, there's a lot of bugs in it. Yeah. And I was sending them messages like, you guys have billions of fucking dollars. Get your shit together. I've got a business to run and you're fucking it up. And I was really sorose. Yeah. So I apologized to Facebook to that for that today. I said, I know I was harsh with you guys <laughs> and you may have been stressed by my candor and tone and I apologize for that. But, well, here's the thing. Oh, sorry, I'll let you finish. No, but, but what, 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 I'm, well, what I was trying to tell them is that in between the government and Facebook, we're just the littlest fish in a really big pond. We are such a small fish in this really big pond. And we are currently a, a pawn in a game. Yeah. This game, like, and don't get me wrong, Facebook allowed us to have the audience we have. Yeah. It's not possible without them. Yeah. It is not possible. I could not have done this through newspapers and through um, posters on polls. Exactly. So there's one aspects it. where it's like people are saying you should be grateful. But the other side of that is they have allowed you to do this, yes, but you've now created a livelihood from it. That's right. And You're now... This. This, is a, this is not just something fun. This is not a random page. This is a business for you. This is how you're... It's a democratic you know, process yeah. as well, man. Like we're we're doing stuff that allows the voiceless to have voice. Exactly. And then they vote on who the best voice is. In fact, it is so democratic. If you don't like the the panel that votes for your film, you the the audience can vote for yeah. it. It is a it is completely it's a huge. It's a it's a huge voice. It's a massive voice that comes from a democratic point of view. It comes mm. from an idea of freedom. It comes from the idea of being able to say and do the things that are within reason. With you know, and what I mean by that is not you know inciting violence or no, yeah. inciting hatred. It's 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 in the bandwidth between those two things. It's entertainment. Yeah, and it's, it's and it's some of it's through parody as well. Yeah, where you can can comment on the government or comment on corporations or comment on the climate. You can do these things. You're free to do so. It's educating and entertaining at the same time. That's right. Is what it is. And what they've done today is just prove to us that that it's a rocky cart. It's not. Yeah. If it was democratic and and a free market. How come my site is shut down today? Yeah. If it's and so free. That's the scary part, right? So your voice was taken away. A lot of your freedoms were taken away. And what was the reason? Two rich people are fighting over wanting more money or not wanting to give money. There's a whole thing. They're fighting over a really small portion exactly. of money. And then you realize it's not about money. Exactly. It's about metrics and it's about controlling people's narrative. Exactly. And then at some point you're just like, well, hold on. Does that mean that I'm giving a voice for people, but I'm also being manipulated? There's so many. That's right. Is it it democratic? Is this, is it democracy? Yeah. Is it? It makes a question, guys. You got to, you guys have got to get your shit together because there's most of us that are out here in this bandwidth that are trying to make our, you know, humble little products like um, Atomic Kingdom or... Trying um, to get our shows out there, trying to get our stories out there, trying to get people's voices to be heard. Yeah. There's like, and then all of that because of this ugly, ugly situation has been completely wiped. Mm. And why? Because of exactly what you said. We're being used as pawns right now. Totally. And I'm, I don't know, maybe someone's up there saying this is the reason. We just want people to start voicing their concerns because we've taken their voices away. But at the same time, we're not... Like, how can you do that to somebody? Yeah, man. It's... Man, look, we work full-time. Yeah. And we do this business not just... It's not. It's certainly not for the money. 
There's, there's very little money in it. There's enough to stay alive for the business. There's not enough to feed yourself. Yeah. Not enough to pay your, your rent. Yeah. Um, but we certainly do it because we like it. And, but the thing is that it, it it's self-funded. It, it's a feeding loop. And yeah. when you take one of the um, parts of that machine out, crashes. Yeah. Like COVID crashed it, but we found a way and navigated through exactly. it. Well, that's the thing. If you've set it up well enough, as you guys have, there'll always be a way to keep it going. Yeah, I got around it today. You know I, mean? <laughs> I, I, I got my promo out. Oh, you did? I got it out. Okay. Excellent. <laughs> yeah, it got some... Yeah, thank you, thank you for everyone that ticked like on that promo and commented, because that was a bit emotional today. I had to circumnavigate and get around this silly algorithm of blocking us out. When did you put it up? Did I not like it? Was I driving at the time? I'm gonna oh, you would have been driving. Yeah, I did it this afternoon. So, okay. I, yeah, I'm not going to go into how to do it because I'll probably block it. But I, I managed to get um, my clips out across all of my platforms and get it traction. The only problem is that now those metrics are separated and fragmented. Yeah. Because normally I run it off. Because what you want to do is when you do a clip, you want it to run out of one channel and then you want to share it amongst your other channels yeah, so that yeah. you can monitor its progress yeah. and how it operates within the market. And not just operating within the market. I don't like to bring it down to that because then it's just talking as it about money. Yeah, but I mean, I, it makes sense. That's the thing. Like a yeah. lot of people understand. They're not going to look down on you for thinking of it that way. It's not just a market. Yeah. It's also a whole bunch of people that have a vested interest in getting their shit out yeah. there, right? Exactly. It, it, and you just it's people's track lives. It and see how it's going. Like, yeah, it's, it's people's yeah. creative lives, man. And we're, we're, we're big on that. We're massive yeah. on it. In fact, it, it gets us off. We fucking love it. Yeah. And we cannot promote people enough. Um, it, it's and 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 and, and we and, and like it comes down to the rising tide, man. All the rising tide will bring up all boats, and we're all rising together. Exactly. Um, it, it, as much That's as we. Why I love talking to you as well, because you're always thinking of ways, not just like whenever I meet you and talk to you, always thinking of ways to help, like helping with um, uh, Atomic Kingdom. Like you were gonna, I, I asked you if you'd be able to take a look. I'll check it out for you, man. Yeah. I'll look at your scans. I'll, 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 be, I'll, I'll be nice, but I'll be critical. Oh yeah, no, that's what I'm, I need as well. Like again, I asked you to look at the sound and be completely honest and tell me, okay, what do I need to fix? What needs to be fixed? Yeah, totally. I'll have a look so, at it. I, lo- I, I love that stuff though. Yeah. I love building sound. I love building soundscapes. I love building um, dreamscapes. I love building these things. Um, I'm interested to see what you think about it as well. Yeah, man, I'll tell you what you need to do. But the thing that it's a strange thing. There's, a, I find a strange correlation between um, sound and vision, right? So in vision, like or lighting, to be more specific, in yeah. cinematography. So in lighting, it's not just about what you light; it's about what you shadow. Yeah. The same thing occurs in sound. It's not about what the primary sound is. It's also about the ancillary sounds. And the things that don't make sound that you need to make have a sound. Yeah. Like I give the, most example, the biggest example I go to is computers. When you use a PC, it doesn't make any noise. You might hear a fan if you're exporting something really big. Yeah. That's the most sound that it will make, other than a YouTube video playing, or if you're listening to the pager train. Yes. But um, essentially, computers don't make a noise. But in film... They do. 100% they do. They beep. Every click, every... Whoop. Keyboards are noise... All, all keyboards are from the 80s, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> so, there were all these, like, um, Atari Commodore 64 keyboards that happen. But, um, yeah, uh, there's the, that's what you call diegetics and non-diegetics. Yeah. Oh, so, that's actually what it's... Diegetics. That's yeah, yeah. Or, yeah, yeah. So, diegetics is the study of um, sound that is real and not real. So, okay. um, if you have... a Diegetic sound would be, you know, a glass. Get your glass. That's a diegetic sound, right? A non-diegetic sound would be the score in a film. 
because oh, the actors can't yeah. hear the score. So you're educating me right now because I didn't know that. But when you watch the film, as yeah, the fo- I mean, I know it's a score, and then there's like yeah, but foley the, and stuff like and that. And when you I cross the fourth wall, and when the is when the actors can hear the score, and they're like, "Can you hear that?" You know, well, um, uh, Deadpool's a good example because they, they break the fourth wall oh, in many ways um, uh, through a writing perspective or a sound perspective or a visual perspective. Mm. But diegetics, um, non-diegetic sound is sounds that don't exist, yeah. but they're in the film, like um, computers that type. But, and that's the thing. It makes so much of a difference, though. It so you, really does. Like, some of the scenes, I'll show you. As yeah, yeah, we'll have a look, we'll have a look. Um, some of them, I'm just <coughs> like, something's really wrong here. And I realized, you know what the hell was wrong? Mm. It was the sound of foot shuffling. Oh, no. When I sort of threw that under, I mean, not, you know, I just sort of slapped it under to see if that worked. I'm like, oh, it does, like, sound really... It lifts it. It is the 1%. Sound is the the silent killer, but it's also the 1% that will double your film. Yeah. If you take that 1% of time to look at your sound... It will double your film. Mm. It will double its impact. 100%. Um, but especially with diegetics and non-diegetic sound. So what I recommend people do is look through their film and write down all the sounds. And write, write down all the sounds that shouldn't be there, if that makes a sense. Like a, um, when a remote control is clicked on a mm. TV, it doesn't make a sound, but it goes... Yeah. It always has... Everything has a sound. Yeah. So you write down all the sounds that are there and write all the sounds that should be there but aren't there. Yeah. And then you like have a diegetic... on the table, things like that. Yeah, man. And then looking in the background of things that happen, that's the real one... That's the 0.01% is the stuff that happens in the foreground. Yeah. Oh, sorry, in the background. So Because we'll do mostly the foreground. So you know, do a mic tap, right? You'll have the foreground, but you'll have the background of the chair creaking. And like how, how loud would that sound? And be? how loud would that yeah. sound and how would that be EQ'd? Yeah. And then you've got the sounds that are supernatural, like, you know, lasers or... Things that don't oh, you're exist, have fun listening to this. that don't make sound. Oh yeah, man, I'm really good at making these things, man. You'll but dig it. You'll part dig of it. What I I did this season, you'll hear it. Um, a lot of it was inspired by you because the last time I was here, like a year. I'm or glad so to have ago, this effect on people. Literally a year or so ago, we sat down and you were going through some sound stuff with me, um, and I was like watching you put some sound stuff in. I'm like, I really should start paying attention to sound. This mm-hmm. is something that's been a, cri- a criticism of mine for years. So that's why this season I did that. It's as important as the cinematography. Yeah, 100%. It is as important. It will, yeah. tell, it will tell the same story. You need to be able to remove all of the pictures and the sound to still tell the story. Yeah. Think about it that way. Remove the image. Can that story still be told? Yeah. Um, but look, um, uh, we're getting really close on time. Oh, uh, so uh, let's, let's uh, promote Atomic Kingdom 2. Yes. Um, I am aware that it's coming out soon. Yes. Um, I'm pretty sure I'm, I think I've got a ticket. I don't know you if I've do got... indeed. I did buy a ticket. You got a ticket. I must have done that when I was drunk at 3 o'clock in the morning. Oh, my God. Probably um, just like, buy a ticket. I want you to come. Yeah, um, so I'll, I'll definitely be at the premiere. But when is the premiere? March 20th. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's going to be at Liverpool Catholic Club in the theatre. They have a beautiful um, theatre... Uh, theater it's a great venue. There. It's a great venue. It's newly built as well. It's the bar and everything there. Yeah, it's quite um, sort of um, new tech. Yeah. Oh, it's so it's amazing. I was gobsmacked. So I'm just thinking Liverpool Catholic Club. They have a theatre, and I went in there and I saw it because one of my friends was like, "You should have it here." Mm. And I just walked in and like, holy crap! It's all rebuilt. It's all. It's amazing. Yeah. Um. So yeah, it's it's a Liverpool Catholic Club, March twentieth. Uh, Please, if you haven't bought a ticket, purchase your tickets. Only 50... Well, here's the thing. It's supposed to be $15. Mm-hmm. I forgot that on Eventbrite, there's like a percentage that goes to them. Yeah, we've done that before. And, I, and, and so, <laughs> so it's $15.87. And and 87 cents, 87 cents is a booking fee. Okay? It's a booking fee. fee. So, I'm sorry. I, try, I should have calculated it. I didn't. Dude, I had someone... We had someone email us over a dollar... What was it? Dollar five? 
It's a dollar five. They emailed us going, we're not prepared to pay the dollar five. It was a five dollar event. <laughs> and it was like six dollars and five cents. They're like, nah. So you said five, you said you said five dollars. Yeah. And it's, it's not an extra now. And oh so I, I look go easy on Atomic Kingdom over the eighty six cents. It's Please booking for you people, Please but totally do. book it. It's for the twentieth yes. so of March. Free canapes, uh, red carpet, photos, get a fucking canapé. Meet the cast. Get a fucking canapé. Chill out, have I'm fun. Fucking be there. It's only going to go for an hour. It's three episodes back to back. It won't be you watching the opening credits. We have an opening credit sequence this year. In a minute and thirty seconds. Fucking amazing, very proud. awesome. But you won't see three times. It'll just be cut together appropriately. But um, then there's an hour uh, for speeches and everything beforehand and red carpet photos. And then an hour after because I want everyone to talk. Oh, and it's so important to get everyone snapped when you go in there. There's a bar. Got to have a couple of drinks. 100%. It sounds a little bit inspired by a few events you may have been to before. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Well, that's the thing. I actually tried to see if I could do um, Liverpool Theatre, like the Mm -hmm. event cinemas. And then I'm like... No, mine's not going to be as big as Made in the West. <laughs> Maybe someday. So I'm just like, hold your horses, man. Well, I know, look, um, I know a lot of venues. So when you want to uh, talk about these yes, things in the please. future, man, I know, I, we know venues. We know yeah. venues, man. If any, yeah. We know anything. It's fucking venues, but, um, man. Yeah, well, look, we shot around Liverpool, Camden, Campbelltown. So the premiere had to be at one of those places. Totally. It's good yeah. to keep it in the West. So yeah. check it out, guys, uh, at the Liverpool uh, Catholic Club yes, on the 20th. Go check out Atomic Kingdom 2 online. You can find them on Facebook. Facebook, uh, YouTube, we YouTube, website. the website, website. Will be back up soon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, and look, you know, screw Facebook. You know, we got the uh, the problem with the news, but you know, look, they're gonna have their debate. Oh, no. oh, look, I apologise, Facebook. I don't mean look, fuck Facebook. It'll be it'll be resolved eventually. Please let us back on. Yes, please. please, we're doing the please. right thing here. We're just pawns <laughs> right now. Yeah, yeah. We're helping you. Yeah, but pawns can move to the end of the table and become a, a, a queen. You know. Oh yeah. They're the only piece that can be One promoted. Of my <laughs> But anyway, man, yeah. I better, I better uh, shoot off. We better get out of here because yes. I'm sure I'm running out of battery time and bandwidth. Um, so, um, like a big shout out for our first show of the year yes. in 2021. I'm the first. I'm and- the me. <laughs> this guy. And the, 30 minutes down the road. And the upgrade of uh, the uh, Pager Train. So a big shout out to uh, the first time a producer of the Pager Train, um, Misty McPhail. Thank you very much for being on the show. And fantastic. Fantastic really job. Hard. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank See you. See you back there. I was watching. And uh, look, you can find us anywhere. You can find us on uh, Spotify, Anchor, Apple Podcasts, and now on iHeartRadio. And of course, check us out on YouTube. And don't forget to subscribe. And if you really like the Pager Train, don't forget the notifications button right about here. You have been watching the Pager Train, and we'll see you next time. Oh, he's bumped the mic again. Yeah, I did. (laughs) I have a problem with that. You too, you too. (laughs) (laughs) All right, and uh, cut the record for us there, babe. Sonic Boom.